Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 300. This is episode 300, Amanda Powell. Holy crap. How did we get here? Feeling good. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know if it was through you and me or through the ethers. Through the ethers. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, it's all about you, the perpetual traffic listener getting us to this point because you know if nobody listened i don't think ryan dice would actually like re-up our agreement here so apparently uh people like what we're doing and we really do appreciate everyone who has listened through the almost five years we've been doing this now and amanda you and i doing it way over a year at this point you know going through a couple of different jobs you're a digital marketer now you're over at boss babe i'm still at tier 11 and thanks to uh darren clark our awesome producer who just is actually listening in on today's show so you might actually hear his voice every now and then um guiding us through 300 episodes this is pretty exciting he's our sherpa he's our sherpa absolutely (laughs) that's really who got us to episode 300 if we're being honest here (laughs) well it's true you know uh sir edmund hillary actually didn't reach the pinnacle of Everest. It was actually his Sherpa, Tenzing Nording, who actually got there first. So I like to think of Darren as that guy, which is who has definitely guided us to the top of the mountain here. We want to go actually higher, though, because this is going to be, we were joking before we hit record, this is going to be the best episode ever for perpetual traffic. But you, the listener, might think it's the crappiest episode. But you know, hey, that's how we do it. We just like run. You have to listen to see wh- which one it is. <laughs> yeah. Is it going to be the worst? Is it going to be the best episode? You never know. We don't know. We think it's going to be the best because not only are we on uh, the call here today, myself, and Amanda, but we also have the director of marketing over at Tier 11. We're bringing in the big, big guns here on this episode. Uh, you know Van- it's getting real. It's real, <laughs> absolutely. Vanessa Vega calling in. Vanessa, how are you? Hello. Very happy to be on today's call with you guys. Very spontaneous. Didn't expect to be on. But... Oh, shh. This was planned the whole time. Of course it was. Of course it was. Yeah, we invited her last night. The reason Vanessa's on here is that she's going to bring a little marketing muscle to what we're going to be talking about here today. And uh, one of the things that we've noticed since we've been doing this show for 300 episodes is that there's a lot of people who are, let's say, business owners, maybe marketing professionals, maybe working within a company, uh, trying to increase marketing, increase traffic and conversion. But also, there is a fair amount of agency owners as well. (laughs) They come to this show listening for traffic. We give them insights into, obviously, how to get more traffic to your site, and then obviously conversion. But one of the things that we've noticed inside Tier 11, because we do talk to a fair amount of perpetual traffic listeners on a weekly basis, is one of the issues that we perceive of some of our listenership here is 
the offer that they are trying to sell, the product, the service, whatever it happens to be, whether it be digital, whether it be physical, whether it be a service offering, and by services I also mean software as a service as well, sometimes that offer isn't what the market really wants. And it's not necessarily that they have created a business around something that isn't sustainable, but it's the true worth of a business is having an irresistible offer that your market really wants. Not necessarily what they need per se, but what they want. But finding out what your actual avatar, your ideal customer, what they want, who that person is, is almost the first step in figuring out the first step to a business. So most of the people that we talk to are businesses and they have, I wouldn't say most of them, but I would say a fair majority have maybe one product or a singular offer. And they haven't really built a business around that as of yet, but they're struggling to kind of get to that next level. And my guess is that a lot of perpetual traffic listeners probably have this particular problem or this issue, or maybe their offer isn't selling as much as they want it to be. That's why they listen to the show. But we've never really asked our listenership what they really want, Amanda. And I think that's sort of the, the crux of this show here. And as a result of that, what we would actually like to do is sort of eat our own dog food here is say, all right, well, if that's the thing that people are, are wanting, uh, why don't we actually do it on the show and create an offer, create a business in essence from scratch around what our avatar, the perpetual traffic listener, really wants. And we might fall flat on our face here. We might be enormously successful. We don't really know. But the point is, is like, all the things that we've been able to do through 300 episodes have sort of led up to this point, in my opinion. What, what's your sense, Amanda? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not even going to get into the dog food thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do agree in terms of the time has come, Ralph, mm -hmm. for us to actually start launching you know, a product for our listeners that's going to help them elevate their business. I think... You know, when you think back onto 300 episodes, Ralph, you've been along for the ride the entire time. You've talked to business owners, you've read reviews, you've talked to, you know, celebs, professionals, the, the and whole gamut of, you know, people within the industry. And I think we've learned a lot. And hopefully the listeners that have been following along the entire time have learned a lot too. But I think it's different to listen than it is to implement, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't just sit in front of the TV and watch workout videos and get fit, right? The idea is you actually have to start implementing. So I think it's going to be really cool for all of our listeners to be able to sit back and let's start implementing and we're going to do it with you. We're going to launch a product for perpetual traffic. We're going to, you know, launch the domain perpetualtraffic.com so that you guys have a place to go, a home base, and you're going to be able to go along for the ride. And the hope is that you can do it along with us so that as we go along and we make mistakes, you can learn from our mistakes and do it better. Yeah. And it starts with, really, it starts with the offer. And, you know, Ryan always says, you know, you, you have to have an irresistible offer in order for it to really sell. Like no amount of traffic in the world 
whether it's him or Dan Kennedy said this the first, but it, no amount of traffic in the world really is going to cure a crappy offer. So we have to figure out what our offer is. And taking a step back, our listenership is in essence our audience here. And when you're building a business, you really do have to figure out, okay, who is my customer? What is it that they really desire? You know, what is it that the th- is the thing that they're trying to pursue that gives them pleasure? Or what is it the problem that gives them sleepless nights? How can you cure either one of those? How can you satisfy that desire or how can you solve that problem? And if you can do one of those, probably solving the problem is probably the easier of the two because people really are more prone to risk avoidance more than anything. You have the basics or the foundation for a business. If you can solve a problem or get somebody closer to that desired end state. And that's really what we need to do here is that I think we do have a fair amount of expertise and understanding of, you know, what listeners are are looking for. I mean, obviously inside tier 11, we talk to them a lot, you know, through our agency services, but do we really know? And that's sort of our first step here is that you figure out who that dream customer is. You figure out, you know, where they congregate, obviously, you know, perpetual traffic. We've created an audience here. You may or may not have that luxury as a business owner, but we're, we're going to set that aside for right now. We're just going to figure that out as we go along. And then what is that thing that they really, really want? What's the bait? What's the irresistible offer? What's that entry point offer that you can provide for them and then provide tremendous amount of value where they get closer to that end state or they get closer to solving that problem. So taking it a step back, what we want to do is figure out you, the professional traffic listener, who are you and what it is that you really want. So we can then craft our offer around that. You know, I think one, this is such an important step, crafting an offer, but also it's not just if you already have a business, like we would talk about this this weekend, actually, in terms of businesses have to evolve. So even if you have a business, you have to start evolving along with your audience. And I think that's something that honestly, like a lot of industries have to do, not just entrepreneurs, but anyone. And, you know, you think of like the music industry, even of like the singers have to evolve. Like they can't actually, I think this is an analogy that I got from Ryan Dice is the singer that plays in a coffee shop cannot play the same song that he played in a coffee shop on acoustic guitar to, you know, a million people within a stadium on a stage where everyone's screaming. You can't, you can't possibly get the same reaction that you're getting to a smaller audience or to the same bigger audience. You have to evolve your music in order to fit your demographic, to fit the audience that's listening. And that's the same. It's the same across a lot of businesses. And your business has probably evolved over you know the last five years since we started this podcast. So let's work together to figure out, you know, maybe the offer that you have is working already. And maybe that's exactly what you'll find out. But the first step in all of this, like you said, Ralph, not to, you know, beat a dead horse. That's a horrible expression now that I think about it. I think it's, it's better than eating your dog food. <laughs> <laughs> but that is really the first step to not only building a business, but let's go back and reevaluate our core offer to see if it's actually what our audience wants to see it's what our customer avatar wants. And we could go back to, you know, the very first steps of what Ryan Dice will say is, you know, one of the most important things to grow and start a business is to know who your customer avatar is. And again, Ralph, you already said like, 
we already have a built-in audience. So we're kind of starting a little bit further along because we we know have a pretty good understanding of who our avatar is. Um, but once you know that, then you need to start figuring out like, where are they? Mm-hmm. Where are they in the customer value journey? What do they need? What are their pain points? How big is their business? All of that. And you can learn that through asking them. I feel like that's something that even I've learned just within the past few months of like, if you don't know something about your customer or about your audience, ask them. <laughs> because generally, if they are already engaged with your business, if they're already, you know, a part of your brand, a part of, you know, the brand family, they'll be very willing to tell you. And I think that's something that we forget is just ask, just ask. Yeah. To your point, Amanda, this is not necessarily just for brand new businesses. So if you're listening to this and you're just like, well, I've, you know, I've got an established business. I already have an offer. I'm just, I just need more traffic to it. I would submit that you need more offers. You need more entry points into your business. And I go back to episode 295 where that business who has scaled enormously, like a 53x revenue growth from the stuff that we were doing inside tier 11. The the point is, is that they have multiple ways in which to engage with the same business. It's not just a singular offer. Like you can build a really good business on a singular offer. Like we built tier 11 on basically a singular offer, but we now have multiple offers because we want to grow. We got to a certain point that offer can only scale so much. So we've added additional services. And Vanessa. You've also added Vanessa. (laughs) We've added Vanessa. Seems like a pretty important point. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, we've evolved. Now we have somebody who actually knows what they're doing with regard to marketing, Mm -hmm. like heading that division up with Vanessa. So the point is, is like, whether you're just starting out or whether you're a mature business, it doesn't really matter. You do need other ways in which people can engage with your product. And in the Milk Street example from 295, episode 295, they have five, six different ways. We outlined really three different ways, but inside each one of those ways, there's multiple ways in which they can engage with the audience. So, and each one was really testing out whether or not the front end offer either stunk or it had legs. And there was a lot of failures along the way. The ones that actually did stick really worked well. And you as a, as a business owner should be doing the same thing to diversify your business, grow your business, especially a lot of stuff has changed in the last year. You know, like a lot of people where they had to diversify their offers and came to us and we helped them a year or so ago. I'm an offline business. I need to figure out this online thing. Well, now they have multiple ways in which they can grow their business. I've got an offline business, a wholesaling business, a physical products business, and now I have a Shopify store that's bringing in revenue. That is a healthy business. But each one of those started off as an offer that they didn't know whether or not the world really wanted. And how you do that is if you're just starting out, you know, send traffic to a landing page. And instead of you know, having them buy the offer, then they click the button to enter their name and email address to to be added to a wait list. Like, how do you test an offer? You find out whether or not what you have is something that the market wants. And we're going to do that here because we have an audience, thankfully, and we want to find out you what the perpetual traffic listener wants, in essence, the same thing. 
by opting in, by telling us what you want, and we're going to sweeten it by making it sort of an irresistible offer. Once again, you know, in order for get, to get somebody to do something, you have to offer value at least 10x what the, what the give is. You know, if I'm giving my name and email, I want to be able to get at least 10 times that time, that effort spent in value so that I can then either get closer to a desired endpoint or solve a problem. And that's what we're going to be doing here. I want to bring in Vanessa here because I feel like you were just describing like such a good case study with tier 11, Ralph. Like Vanessa, when you came in from a marketing perspective, I'm assuming knowing that tier 11 was very focused on Facebook ads for so long and not necessarily after the click, which Ralph has been talking about over the last, you know, 10 or so episodes on how tier 11 is evolving to not only optimize, you know, what's on your ad platform, but also optimize what comes after the ad or what comes before the ad. Where did you start? Like when you came in, what was like the first piece that you were like, okay, I need to look at X, Y, and Z. And this is where we need to start optimizing from a marketing perspective. Right. Well, first of all, I just have to say, Ralph, going back to your comment of like, oh yeah, we got Vanessa, like somebody who actually knows what they're doing with marketing. Like we were at like an entire marketing agent. We like to poke fun at ourselves here a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Exposed, finally, fraud. Well, honestly, like it was, it was funny because when I actually came in, it was like, you know, obviously we do amazing marketing for everybody else, but we just weren't doing it for ourselves, you know? It was almost like an ongoing joke, like, oh my God, we literally build all these businesses and like, for some reason, haven't done any marketing for tier 11 at all. <laughs> so when I started, like, honestly, we were running two different offers. So we were running traffic to our uh, agency accelerator program, as well as, you know, full service agency, which had just kind of never taken off before. I want to say like now a full service agency has taken off like so much that we are kind of even dealing with like a capacity issue, um, which is a good problem to have. Right. But what we really started doing was uh, kind of dissecting what videos were getting the most traction. And they just happened to be the videos of Ralph kind of teaching systems that we do in the agency. Right. From there, we were, you know, like you were saying, Amanda, like not only trying to get the click, but also trying to get the engagement on those videos so that we could see which one would be the best one to use in ads, right? Mm -hmm. And from there, we really tried a number of different avenues to kind of get applications into the agency. So it was really having the teaching style video right up front and center, uh, kind of going to some case studies at first and then asking for an application. Um, and that worked really, really well, but then we just decided to go full-blown, like straight to application, um, just to kind of like cut the middleman out there and see if it would lower lead costs at all. Uh, when you're dealing with like an agency model, a lot of like the bigger issue is really quality of the leads, right? Mm -hmm. So we were really just trying to kind of bring down the cost per application. And what ended up happening was uh, showing those education style videos and almost like a, is your agency doing this kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And then driving them straight to the application. Um, and then obviously using multiple systems 
to kind of pull them in after that to get them to schedule the call and then eventually sign up with the agency. So, I mean, right now we're kind of using a, a, a variety of different entry points. You know, our organic traffic from our website, now we're using Google, we're also using Facebook, mm. Instagram, and then we're also using LinkedIn at this point. So. We really did start with Facebook and Instagram ads, and then we kind of just started diversifying from there because obviously all of us know Facebook and Instagram ads here at Tier 11. That's kind of how we started. But um, yeah, just kind of going, like starting at one point, which was Facebook and Instagram, which we knew really, really well. And then just kind of like pulling people and different talents from our team to kind of like fill in the other gaps there. That, That helped us a lot. And Ralph, I'm sure you can speak to this even more than I can, but I feel like the like very first thing you said is we're so focused on our clients that we never did the marketing for ourselves. And I feel like that's such a pain point for business owners, like across the industry is like, I'm trying to help my clients. I don't have time to market my agency, but then you like lose the lead flow. Right. So So it's like really counterintuitive. And I feel like that's such a a pain point that everyone experiences really when you're so focused on surprising and delighting a client that you can't do it for your own business. Yeah, we were so focused on that. Absolutely. And I I think this is instructive for any business because I would challenge any business to do what we've done here is try and transform and, and look, okay, we've gotten to a certain level with this level of success, with this level of, you know, referral business, which is in essence really how we built Tier 11. You, you probably, as a business owner, might have the same issue. Like, that's one of the reasons probably why you're listening to this show. I built a business because I created a good product. People actually do like it, but how do I get it to the next level? Or maybe, you know, you haven't created it yet and you're kind of looking to, like, what is that offer? What is that thing that the market really wants? So we're going to speak to a lot of these different avatars here. The point is, with us, you know, we had we really hadn't done what we do for our customers because we were so focused on the thing that they wanted more so, but we reached a level of growth where we can't do that anymore. We actually have to go out and, you know, be a real, you know, have a real marketing department and have real people doing the things that we need to do. And the interesting part is that once we started doing it and it started to really resonate, it was because we were promoting another product. This is one of the strange things is that we were promoting the Agency Accelerator program, which is a really successful program for agency owners. But we were getting leads for the agency because we were teaching agency owners what we did. And those businesses on some of our sales calls are like, yeah, I saw you guys have an agency program, but it sounds like your agency is pretty good and knows what it's doing. I'd like to use that service. And that hook all of a sudden sort of changed everything for us. It changed our whole marketing. So we listened to the market, but we we put ads and we put stuff out there, put content out there, but we really pivoted our entire pitch, our entire offer based upon feedback that was almost by mistake in a lot of ways. And now it's like, all right, well, now we know we can convert cold traffic into potential customers for us. How do we take it to the next level? And that's when we say, all right, we really need to build out our own internal marketing department. And a lot of that has to do with additional ways in which to engage our customers, additional pathways in which to engage with our brand. It's not just those video ads that work really well. It's going to be all the other things that go along with it. And I think that any business owner probably runs into that same thing. And you reach a certain level of growth and you're like, all right, I need more in order to grow. 
So what we're doing here on this show in this, you know, create a product from scratch by creating a product from scratch can apply to anybody, whether you're starting just now or whether you're a much more mature business like tier 11 or maybe even larger. It's like how many different ways can you engage with your audience in order to scale and grow? Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. One of the things that that you just said, Ralph, in terms of, you know, it wasn't necessarily the offer that we thought was going to work. And Vanessa, that's what you just said too. Like, oh, well, this funnel wasn't necessarily working, but now it is because we've diversified. And I, I think that's so, so important because again, as you grow and expand as a business, your audience is growing and expanding, and maybe it is the same offer, but maybe it's the same offer on a different platform. Maybe you're not getting the click through Facebook. Maybe you're getting the click through, Vanessa, you said LinkedIn or social channels. And I think that's something, Ralph, we were also discussing previously in terms of different businesses are going to thrive in different platforms. And when you do start to hit that kind of ceiling of, this is as far as I can go on this platform, I've kind of maxed out. You can move, like your audience is going to be in different places. They are not only on one platform. Now, of course, the goal is to find the platform they're on most heavily, right? But they are going to be living other places as well. And yeah, like I said, when we were discussing this, it was like one business is going to be totally focused on generating leads through you know, email, but another business is going to be totally focused on generating leads through Instagram. And that's totally okay. It's, it's one is not right. And one is not wrong. It's just the audience lives in different places. And I think it's exactly what we want to help you discover as we start, start to move forward. And like you said, Ralph, launch a product by launching a product. So you can watch us do it because you know, everything that we're going to put out in order to figure out what you guys want and what's going to help you guys is not going to be great. Like, Hopefully it is like, obviously that's the ideal when you're starting a business and you're launching a product is that everything's perfect, 
But I think, you know, even the catchphrase that we used to use at Digital Marketer, like done beats perfect is Mm -hmm. also so important. Like let's implement. And if it doesn't work, we'll pull it back and fix it. And that's so important when you're, you're launching something. And that's what we want to help you guys discover is like, just put it out into the world. And if they hate it, okay, now, you know, now you have extra insight and extra data around what your audience doesn't like. And that's actually useful. Of course, you know, it's frustrating, but it's useful. So now you know how to pivot as a business and how to pivot your offer, how to pivot your product and move forward. And I think that's, you know, it's really valuable. And that's what we want to help you figure out. Well, you learn so much more by failure than you do success. I mean, the old adage, but it really is true. I mean, there's plenty of, there's plenty of campaigns. I mean, we always say this about 80 percent, 70 percent or so of our campaigns that we launch inside tier 11 for our customers fail. But what we do is we get a fair amount of data like, all right, well, click through rate, you know, cost per click impressions. Do they watch the video? How much percentage of the video? Maybe they didn't purchase. Maybe, you know, you get a bunch of add to carts and then they, they fall off there. Like looking at every sort of part of your metrics, which is super important, which could be an entire show. The point is, is like through that failure, we understand what the market is resonating with and what it's not resonating with. And I think that's some of the, some of the things that, you know, we see as a real impediment to growth is people are fearful of actually launching something before they really think it's done. And, you know, I think it was Reed Hoffman who said, you know, if you launch your first product and you aren't embarrassed by 1.0, then you've launched it too late. And that's what we're basically going to do here is you guys are going to see us, you know, hopefully it's successful, but chances are it probably won't be. And I think that's instructive as well. So uh, I, I think there's a lot of good points here uh, all along the way. And obviously, you know, our, our journey is, is instructive from a tier 11 perspective of, you know, growing our business through different offerings. You're doing the same thing right now inside Boss Babe, you know, launching products. You launched a product what, last week that was like hugely successful right out of the gate. You know, your, your bosses are like, she's the boss, babe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't take all the credit. There is a marketing team that launches the product, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it went really well, but I'll tell you why it went really well is because we did cross platform. Like mm-hmm. we were, a, and we looked at so much data, y'all. Like it, it was insane. And what we did was, is we had done so much prep work based on the data from previous launches. So when I came in, honestly, I, I didn't have much to do with this. My team just started implementing this. We launched like two weeks after I started. But, you know, what happened was, is we're looking at data. And as we're doing like the pre-promotion, we're starting to see what channels are working. So, you know what we did? Okay, these channels are working. We're taking copy that's working from the email and we're pulling that and replacing, you know, the copy that's on Instagram so that we can pivot with what the market is resonating with. And I think that's so important to not only just for a launch, but for your business is that, you know, if you're tracking the right metrics, you're going to be able to see really easily what's working and what's not. Mm -hmm. And that's so important. And that's why our launch that we did, you know, last week, it's, it's about to end, you know, at the end of the week, but that's why it went so smoothly is because we were able to look you know, before we even launched the product, as we were starting to do pre-promotion of, okay, this is working, this is not, we're pivoting. It's Mm -hmm. like a, I I mean, 
I don't think I coined this term, but like a pivot plan in terms of like this email's resonating, this is not, we need to change the copy of this one. This image on social is resonating, this one's not, we need to move everything before launch to this type of image. And that's that's exactly what you need to do in your business. That's exactly what we're talking about is sure. evolving with your customer and evolving, like what do people want? Okay, if why would I try to force them into something that's not resonating, especially if it's all the same product? It doesn't matter. Absolutely. It's about the offer, right? Like I just need to reframe the offer so that it sounds more appealing to my customer. It's really, you know, it's not rocket science. I think that's some, sometimes we get so into the strategies and the new and like, the new, you know, social media platforms that are coming out that were like, this is so complicated. I'm so stressed out, but really it all, you know, we've been talking about this God for like the last year, Ralph of it's simplifying. It, you just have to simplify. And it's really not that difficult to understand like, okay, this is working. This is not, I'm pivoting to the, what is working. L- listen to the customer. Like you guys, obviously at, at Boss Bay really know your dream customer extremely well. So you've identified that, but then you're looking at the data. The same thing that I just mentioned in a, in a campaign that maybe didn't work all that well. We're looking at all the data points to figure out what's really resonating. We were on a call yesterday with a new potential customer and I I saw one ad in one small campaign that was like $200 a day and people were buying this thing like going out of style. I'm like, why aren't you guys doing more of that? And they're like, oh, well, I, I didn't see that. I didn't look at, they weren't looking at the data. Sometimes it does take another person to say, all right, that's the thing that you need to be doing. Obviously, in our case, in Sidetear 11 with our own marketing, that's why we created a whole marketing department, you know, instead of just me doing it. So it's like getting other people's viewpoints and other outsiders' input is obviously really important. You coming in as an outsider for Boss Bay probably had a lot to do with that, like looking at the signals. But what you're really doing is you're doing market research, right? You're figuring out what's resonating with your ideal customer and what's not resonating. And that's sort of the first step to figure out, like, how can I launch an offer and a product or some kind of product offering that's ultimately going to be successful? And that's what we want to do here. Yeah. So I think we've built it up enough, don't you think, Amanda? I think so. Tell them what they're getting, Ralph. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. I feel like I'm a game show host. Maybe I should just throw it over to Vanessa, put her on the spot. But no, what, here's what we here's what we want to do. And this is uh, being completely transparent. We're, you know, how, how to build a product from scratch by building it from scratch, which is sort of meta. So here's what we want to do for you. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash survey. Spell that all out, T-I-E-R-11.com forward slash survey. Fill out the four or five questions in there. Submit your name and your email. So we would really like to know what your biggest pain points are. What is it that's really lacking in your business? And what would you like to hear us talk about here at Perpetual Traffic? We want you to fill out a short survey. In exchange for that, we would like to give you something that is one of our most valued resources, if not the most valuable resource that we have at Tier 11. And it's the exact checklist we use inside our media buying team when things don't go quite right with your Facebook ads. And that's going to happen a lot if you're running Facebook ads. So 
This is what we call the tactical troubleshooting checklist. It's over 47 individual points that you can go through when things aren't going quite right. Let's say your CTR, or your click-through rate is really low and your CPC is really high. Maybe your CPC is really low, but your click-through rate is really low. Maybe you're not getting any conversions. Like there's a number of different scenarios, about 15 different scenarios. We go through with individual things you can do and check, almost like a checklist. Like, hey, you know, my click-through rate is less than one percent and my cost per click is five dollars what do i do we make a recommendation there every scenario that you can think of when you are running facebook and instagram and for that matter any social media ads we cover it here and help you get cost per acquisition cost per lead which are in line with your kpis and that's exactly what we do and how we use it running a hundred million dollars per year in facebook ads so we want to give that to you for free in exchange for a minute of your time in filling out our short survey. So head on over to tier11.com forward slash survey, fill out the four or five question surveys, submit your name and your email, and we'll immediately send you the tactical troubleshooting checklist to help you lower your cost per acquisition, cost per lead, and make your social ads work even better. So head on over to tier11.com forward slash survey to fill out your survey and help us launch this thing on uh, episode 300 here. This is going to be an epic ride. And like I said, you know, it might be successful. It might not be successful. I really don't know, Amanda, but the point Listen is find we're going we're gonna to put ourselves <laughs> out there like we tell everybody to put yourselves out there. You know, done is ultimately better than perfect. And we're launching this thing now uh, through episode 300. So head on over to tier11.com forward slash survey fill out the survey. That is the big reveal here, Amanda. Anything else to add or Vanessa? No, I think I'm ready. I think it's going to be a roller coaster and I'm excited for y'all to be along with the ride with on the ride with us and uh, we'll see where this goes. And hopefully you guys get some value out of it as we do it because that's the point is that you can either watch us scale perpetualtraffic.com into beautiful, wonderful uh, success, or you can watch us fall flat on our face. And either way, it's going to be really entertaining. So <laughs> everybody's going to be get like tremendous value out of just being able to see something that resonates and then watch in real time on how to expand on something that actually resonates with your audience. Yeah, absolutely. And this certainly does coincide with uh, the relaunch of the perpetualtraffic.com website, which is probably where this product is going to actually be housed, whatever it is and whatever shape or form it actually comes out to be. So to get it all started, once again, head on over to tier11.com forward slash survey for uh, just a few questions about what it is that you're looking to do here as a listener of Perpetual Traffic. So this has been an awesome episode. I uh, really appreciate uh, you coming on here today, Vanessa. As always, Amanda, thanks for bringing it. Uh, for all the resources that we mentioned here on episode 300, I still can't believe it's 300, but anyway, it is 300. Head on over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Until next week, see ya. Thank you.